Hello and welcome to TGen Talks. I'm Mark Moran. Chimeric antigen receptor, or CAR T cell therapy, sounds scary, and if you're a cancer cell, it's terrifying. In CAR T therapy, a patient's own immune cells are harvested and reprogrammed to recognize and attack specific targets on the cancer cell. The CAR T cells are then reintroduced into the patient's body to seek and destroy the cancer. Today, we're joined by Dr. John Alton, Assistant Professor in the Pathogen and Microbiome Division at TGen North in Flagstaff and the Integrated Cancer Genomics Division in Phoenix. Welcome, Dr. Alton. Thank you. We hear about CAR-T cell therapy and also immunotherapy. What's the difference between the two? Well, I would say that immunotherapy is the umbrella term that goes over a whole bunch of different strategies, one of which is CAR-T therapy. So immunotherapy refers generally to um, a set of strategies that takes advantage of the, human, of, the, of the patient's immune system to fight cancer. And CAR-T is one very specific type of immunotherapy in which T cells are harvested, um, a, a type of blood cell harvested from the patient, taken um, into the lab, trained against the tumor with a very specific um, targeting um, agent, and then reintroduced back into the patient um, in order to, to attack and, and hopefully eliminate the tumor. Why is CAR-T cell therapy so promising in your view? I think what makes it really promising is that there's been a number of studies that have shown just really high response rates, particularly in blood cancers, using this strategy. And I'm talking, you know, unprecedented rates of response, 80% plus patients showing just, just an amazing um, response to, to the tumor. So I think, I think it's that ability to redirect the T cells uh, against the tumor that has really shown um, promise and that, that if we can extend it to other tumors, will we'll just be a, an amazing um, modality against cancer. You mentioned blood cancers, but but are there other types of cancer that are most susceptible to CAR T? So blood cancer is definitely the the starting point and where the success has been demonstrated most thoroughly to date. And of course, the the, the real challenge now is to extend that across the board to the many other cancer types um, that that may uh, stand to benefit. And so there's been some really exciting work just recently, um, including at City of Hope, that have tried to extend the concept to solid tumors, um, for example, um, uh, tumors in the brain. And they've shown some initial promising responses, but there is a way to go yet. What do you think are the benefits of this type of therapy, and what are the drawbacks? So the benefit definitely is the, the ability to very specifically target the tumor with, with often very minimal side effects. There, there are potential for some side effects, but, but compared to things like uh, chemotherapy or radiation, where you're really um, bombarding the system with, with a chemical or with radiation, this is a very precisely targeted therapy. So that's, that's the, the main advantage. The key drawback um, is sort of the flip side of that, which is that these therapies um, are very personalized, and so there's a lot of work that goes into generating um, the therapeutic for any individual patient. It's not like a chemo drug where you can pull the same drug off the shelf and give it to everybody. In this case, you need to, very, in a very personalized way, take material from each individual, each patient, and train it in the lab and then introduce it back to the patient. So you can, you can imagine that that involves quite a bit of, of work and that getting those processes established so that they can work for each individual takes some, some effort. But of course, you know, when you see these sorts of response rates, it's all worth it. To hear you describe this, it sounds to me like you're creating a key to a lock for each specific human being, and the lock or the key is specific to that lock in this term would be cancer. I think that's a great way to put it. Um, and, and so we start with keys that are that are sort of general in the sense that the same target on multiple individuals' tumors. But I think it won't be too many years from now 
before we're starting to personalize even beyond that and where we can start to to look at targets that are unique to people's individual tumors not just not just specific to the tumor in the sense that it's on the tumor but not on the healthy cells but unique in the sense that my tumor might have a marker that your tumor doesn't or that the third patient's does and that we can start to really tailor treatments to to those individual markers would there be a point at which we could use this predictably rather than reactionarily to to try to see something that's happening in someone's body or can you not really treat it until it's there yeah, that's a great question. I think, you know, most of, of cancer so far is trying to treat what's there. But, you know, certainly in things like uh, vaccination against, for example, HPV, the papillomavirus, we, we're starting to think about ways that we can harness the immune system preemptively to, to um, eliminate a virus that could later cause cancer, or maybe even to be active against things that we don't see yet clinically, but that may turn into cancer. So that is definitely an area where people are starting to, to, to move in, the, in their thinking, at least. We're speaking about CAR T therapy with Dr. John Alton. Are there some patients who respond better to this therapy than others, and how do you identify them? Yeah, I think like, like most treatments, and particularly these new generation of, of personalized treatments, you do see this heterogeneity of response. And I think that's one of the things that, that uh, the research at TGen um, offers, which is an ability to dive very deeply into an individual's um, immune system and tumor and really characterize that at a very precise molecular level. And th the hope is at least that, that that sort of characterization will give us some clues and, and maybe even some predictors as to who could respond and who, who won't respond to a particular therapy. Sounds extremely progressive. Yeah, that's, that's our hope. Um, we, we see some initial promise, so we're excited. How did TGen's DNA and RNA sequencing, as well as its proteomics platforms, add value to City of Hope's CAR-T therapy studies? It's this ability to characterize both the, the patient's tumor and also their immune system and their immune response, either before or during uh, treatment, in a way that tells us, you know, is this patient likely to respond? Do they have the markers that predict response or that go along with the response or not? Uh, and, and ultimately, we think that these sorts of characterizations might even lead us to new targets so that we can use the same underlying principle, these CAR T cells, but we can redirect them, as I was talking before, in a very personalized and specific way. And all of that really comes on the back of an ability to look very broadly across the, the genome using sequencing and other methods um, that, we, that we really, is sort of the bread and butter of what we do here at TGen. Can you describe how the assay that you have invented works with CAR T cell therapy? Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting question. So th this assay, um, to sort of break it down, it, it involves looking very broadly across a tumor at the different changes that, that really mark that tumor as, an, as a unique tumor and narrowing that set of changes down to a subset that we think are likely targets of an immune response. And so the assay allows us to take this huge catalog of variants that any in individual tumor has and to pare it down to a short list of stuff that we think is really the most relevant for the immune response. And so there's a few ways we can imagine that working for, for the CAR T-cell uh, therapy. One way is that when the CAR T-cell therapy comes in, um, the, the, these T-cells that we introduce that, that were grown in the lab and that were trained in the lab can go in and kill the tumor. But what they can also do is they can promote some of their, their neighbor T-cells, the, the ones that weren't taken out, to, to react against the tumor. And so the, the, uh, the platform that we've been working on allows us particularly to measure those those um, those T-cells that weren't taken out, the, the ones that we call endogenous T-cells, and that we, it allows us to look at that response and to, to measure its, um, its ability to fight the, the tumor. Another way is that um, 
even though we've been talking a lot about the immune system and immunotherapy and its power and value, sometimes the immune system can work against us. And one example is sometimes these cells that we take out and train in the lab, when we put them back in, there's a potential for the immune system to recognize them as foreign, even though they came from our, uh, from our own bodies to start with. The way we train them in the lab might, um, can, can give them markers that, that they, they may then be recognized as foreign by the, by the self, by the body. And so the system that, that we talked about, this assay, this technology, um, at least gives us a, a pathway to identifying perhaps which individuals are more likely than which others to, to reject these cells that are introduced. So you can head that off at the past, so to speak. The idea would be, yeah, to head that off, or, or perhaps even for an individual where there is a likelihood of a, of a rejection event like that, to choose a different therapeutic option. Is there potential for CAR-T um, beyond cancer, other diseases? The answer is probably yes. And the question will be, can we get this to a, a point where it's routine enough, cost-effective enough, uh, safe enough to justify its use in cases that are not you know, cancer, where it's obviously often a life or death kind of question? And I think the answer is probably yes. And, and then the question will be, what are the right disease settings? Will it be something like tuberculosis, where you have these bacteria in the lung that are sort of dormant and you want to sort of get in there and clear them? Currently, people use antibiotics, but one wonders whether with the right, um, the right car approach, you could take out T cells from the patient, train them against TB, bring them back in and just wipe out disease before it ever has a chance to activate. And I'm sure there are other sort of instances where, where the immune system plays a role, a preventative or, or therapeutic role, where people are starting to think about the potential for this, for this therapy to, to act. We hear a lot about exciting scientific breakthroughs such as CAR-T, but cancer still remains the second leading cause of death in America. Do CAR-T, um, other immunotherapy treatments have staying power to make a real difference? I think they do. I mean, I think we have to always remember that as, as biologists, immunologists, cancer, cancer doctors, we've been you know, working on this disease for, for a long time, decades, hundreds of years even. Of course, cancer has been, you know, with, with the human population for a lot longer than that. And in any given individual, cancer is, is doing its best to outsmart uh, anything that we throw at it. And that's, that's the nature of, of the beast. It's, it's ever, ever adapting and evolving. And, and the, the real reality is that we think that little um, cancer precursors, perhaps you could call them, are arising in us every day or, or perhaps every week. And that our immune system or other processes are eliminating these from ever becoming harmful. So, so when we do see a cancer uh, turn into a clinical disease, it's an indication that that cancer has got through all of these normal processes. So we have to remember that it is, it is a smart beast. It's been, it's been through these sort of checkpoints and it's, it's there. So, so the, the idea then is that our ability to, to target that with therapy needs to, needs to be very smart and very nimble. And of course, you know, there's still a lot of work to be done. But I think that with car cells, you know, we, we do see um, some very initial, very hopeful signs um, with these very high response rates, particularly in the blood cancers, but now increasingly some promise uh, in solid tumors as well. So my prediction would be that the CAR-T will be a big, a big part of the future. And in fact, it's, it's certainly one of the, the high priority areas for cancer generally, and particularly at the City of Hope. So some cautious optimism on the horizon, you think? I would say so. Very good. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. John Alton. Appreciate your time. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Dr. John Alton is an assistant professor in the Pathogen and Microbiome Division at TGen North in Flagstaff and the Integrated Cancer Genomics Division in Phoenix. TGen, the Translational Genomics Research Institute, is a nonprofit biomedical research center headquartered in Phoenix and an affiliate of City of Hope. To learn more, visit tgen.org. I'm Mark Moran, and thanks for listening to TGen Talks.